Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. From Los Angeles back in the 1970s to St. Louis back in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And then back to Los Angeles in the late 2010s to the 2020s. From the fearsome foursome to the greatest show on turf to just simply the LA Rams. Super Bowl 34, Super Bowl 56. Ram fans across the nation. Ram fans across the world. The playmaker down there silence here. And you have turned into Ramley Talk. Horns up, Rams house, let's go. Time to talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing this week? I hope y'all doing great. I hope y'all doing blessed. More blessed than I am right now. Excuse me. I am recovering from COVID-19, by the way. Apparently, when I did the show last week, I caught COVID. And yeah, COVID is one hell of a virus, I must say. But, but in that span of a week, I did. Go through a lot of stuff, so just a lot of fatigueness and tiredness, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, all of it. I went through the whole nine, but I'm slowly recovering. So if you having a hard time hearing me or, or anything like that, it's because I'm still recovering from COVID. But I'm back. I'm back. And uh, last time I left y'all, I talked, I gave y'all my prediction of the first four weeks of the season as we are doing our season prediction because it is preseason so in this episode i will get through weeks five through nine because our bye week is in that week which will be week seven and you know i'm gonna talk some preseason football with y'all which i'm about to open up with right now this past week uh saturday i believe it was the battle for la preseason style when the rams and Chargers got together as the Chargers were the home team, uh, no starters as you believe, no Matthew Stafford, no Justin Herbert, no Cam Akers, no Alton Eckler, no Cooper Cub and Donnie, you know, the list goes on and on for both sides, no starters. So we had Bryce, we had 
Bryce Perkins playing the whole game for us as quarterback. Did pretty damn well. 10 for 17 in Huntington, 33 yards passing, two touchdown passing, ran the ball eight times for 39 yards, and he also ran for a touchdown. Bryce Perkins looking good for us. I believe he's his third or fourth year out of, out of Virginia. I like what I saw there. Uh, shout out to the star of the night. If I was doing the uh, Ram player of the week, it would be Lance McCutcheon. Five catches, 87 yards, two touchdowns with a two-point conversion. As the Rams beat the Chargers 29-22. Very good game. Chase Daines from the other side played well for the Chargers. So did uh, Ethan Stick. You know, 16 for 13, 119 uh, interception. We really won his fault. He's, the defense, the defensive back made a damn great play. Got to see Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. Played for the Chargers. 10 carries for 34 yards. This this wide receiver that they got. Bandy. Not Candy. Bandy. 7 catches, 73 yards on touchdown. That dude was catching everything. Saw some good things in preseason game one. But, you know, preseason is preseason. Don't really hold much stock in it, but who, who's, who's gonna make a team? Who's gonna put something on tape? Stuff like that. But good showing, good thing. Bryce Perkins and Lance McCutcheon did a did a good job. Preseason two will be on um, tomorrow, as the Houston Texans comes into town to play to play the Rams, and then season then next week it would be off to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals and they preseason Super Bowl rematch before we get ready for the Buffalo Bills in week one. That's the preseason talk that I got for y'all. Let's shift over to what I talked about last week. Last week, if you recall, weeks one through four, I had a beaten Buffalo. I think I said Matt Gay kissed the game with a field goal and we walk out opening night victorious at home. We take care of Atlanta and Atlanta. We go to Arizona. So much stuff going on in Arizona. We beat Arizona in the site of the Super Bowl this year. And then we got to go on the road and play the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. And I said, and I said, the, the, the season streak pushes to seven. Yeah, we beat them in the NFC Championship game, but I think me, us beating them in the NFC Championship game, and then our first meeting back is on their home turf on the Monday Night Football, knowing they're going to be hearing about what happened in the NFC Championship game. I think they take us out. On Monday Night Football, so we go into Week Five, three and one. Now let's get to Week Five. Week Five. Oh my gosh. We play the Dallas Cowboys, and it's not. Oh my gosh, it's the Cowboys. It's gonna be a tough matchup. It's my guys because it's America's team. I am so tired. Of playing the Cowboys. I'm so tired of watching the Cowboys. I'm just tired of Dallas Periods. They get all the limelight, spotlight, and they don't have nothing to show for it. Yeah, they won a division last year, but then got ousted by the San Francisco 49ers. Thanks to our help, if we want to be honest about it. I mean, we, if we were to beat San Francisco in week 18 like we were supposed to, and uh, Dallas one ran into the San Francisco in the wild card round, and that's the one that got Debo out. Out of 49. So yeah. Cowboy friends, I do apologize. But can y'all get off our schedule? 
I am tired of having to play the Dallas Cowboys almost every other year. I want a three-year, four-year break from seeing the Dallas Cowboys. They shouldn't even be called America's team, okay? They haven't won anything for America in 20-something odd years. But yet, they get all the primetime games. They get the spotlight every chance they get. Nobody cares about the Cowboys anymore. But they are on the schedule for whatever reason. And they are coming to SoFi Stadium yet again. We're just going to beat them anyway. We're going to beat the Cowboys. So that's going to push us to 4-1. Coming off the loss to San Francisco. We'll beat the Cowboys. And then we get to week, week 6, October 16th. Carolina Panthers come in. Baker Mayfield will be starting. Will Donner will be starting. Will Chris McCarthy be playing at this time? Is DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson going to be the 1-2 punch we've been looking forward to? Uh, what does the defense look like in Carolina? What does Matt Rule look like as a coach in Carolina? Because he's on the high seat. But it's Carolina, so we'll game and that'll push us to five and one on the year looking pretty good right and then we get to week seven and that's a bye week i hate that damn bye week i really hate having the second bye week of the season now we start in week six we get out in week seven that means we have to play 11 straight games to finish up the season I hate that so much, I don't understand. I think last year was the opposite. I think we played our first 11 games. Yeah, then week 12 we had a bye week. And then we had to finish up the season. They did the reverse to us. We had the second bye week. Along with Buffalo, and along with a couple other teams I can't think of the top of my head. But the second bye week, that is ridiculous. So the second half of the season is gonna be hell for us. We got the second bye week. Recover, get injured, get healthy, all that good stuff. Maybe around this time we can start back talking about bringing OBJ in because he's still out there. He'll be what mid, mid, mid October, mid October and whatnot. Should be straight. Should be ready to get back and ready, getting football shape stuff like that. And by November, December, bring him back. Add him to the receiving core, and we off and running. By the way, I would like to mention, but in that Dallas game, who Trayvon is gonna stick? Are you gonna stick the triple cup win, the triple cup receiver in Cooper Cup? Why are you gonna stick Allen Robinson? That's yeah, something I want to see when we do play the Cowboys. Trayvon is which one of these monsters are you gonna try to take out? Which I don't think you're gonna either one, but is it Allen Robinson or is it Cooper Cup? Picky poison. Just saying. Just saying. And then we come off the bye week. After week seven, week eight. Same friend comes to SoFi Stadium. Round two of what was the NFC Championship game. In the place where the NFC Championship game took place at SoFi Stadium. That's going to be a doozy the day before Halloween. It means Halloween's on Monday. How will this one go? I got us losing that Santa Clara. 
on October 3rd. Towards the beginning of the month. By the end of the month, we'll be playing San Fran again. Getting that division rivalry out the way. I think this one will be different. I believe we take we take San Fran out in this one and split the series and series. Ending the seven-game win streak, regular season streak that they have over us. And thus making it very difficult for people to cast around. Yet what? Six and one on the year. You beaten, you have beaten San Fran. You beaten Buffalo. You beaten Arizona. You beaten the Cowboys. You beaten good teams. Teams as up there everybody want to talk about. We split. Normally that's what most people predict in division rivalry. They split when two teams are good and great and whatnot. That's what we gonna do with San Fran. We're gonna finally split with them. We gonna split. That's what we gonna do. Now we hit the month of November in week nine. And in the month of November, we begin two days before my birthday. My birthday will be on Tuesday, which is election day. And I hate when my birthday's on election day. It just makes me angry. But that's another topic for another day. Two days before the November 6th, we take the trip to South Florida in a NFC Division Round rematch against the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Bruce Arians went to the front office, Bob Bulls is the head coach, Tom Brady is still the quarterback, Lena Ford is still there, Chris Common. Chris Godwin should be somewhat back to what he used to be before he got the ACL injury last year. Mike Evans is still there. No Rob Kronkowski because he retired. He said he's done with football. He even told Brady, I can't do it no more. And then they added Julio Jones. Now to most people out there, Julio Jones is past his prime. He's over the hill. He doesn't have it no more. Too many injuries. He doesn't have it no more. This is understandable, and you might be right. You could be right. <sighs> we have beaten Tom Brady since he became a buck three three times in a row. We beat him with Jared Goff when we had to go down on Monday Night Football. And took them out as we worked our way back into playoff contention and got into the wild card round before we had to run into Green Bay again. We'll be getting to them later in. We'll be getting to them to like episode four of this when we get to that final part of the schedule. Uh, we beat them last year in week three, battle with unbeat, two and no unbeatens down at SoFi Stadium. A duel between Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady, which Matthew Stafford won. And then everybody remembers the vision around. Yep, 20 something odd points. Going in to make it even more until Cam Akers fumbles at the one before halftime. And then the, the Peyton comeback, I mean, and the Brady comeback starts to happen. Before you knew it, it's the fourth quarter and we're tied at 27. Then you're thinking Tom Brady is going to do it again, and this is why he is the GOAT. Until Matthew Stafford said, I like to snatch those two. Five scooper cup down the field for a 40 something yard bomb. Put them in field goal range. 
Matt Gay kissed the game with a field goal, 30 to 27. Rams move on to the NFC Championship game, which we know what happened with San Francisco, and also what happened in Super Bowl with Cincinnati. All right, here we go. I remember the last time Brady lost a three, lost it to a team three times in a row. I don't even remember the last time that happened. So I'm interested in knowing how the goat feels about this, knowing he has been he has lost to a team three times in a row since he became a buck, a team that he was following when he was a goddamn Patriot. He was in the Super Bowl with a great show on turf when he was just becoming a starter. Uh, beat us down in the regular season. Who knows how many times they cooned the one when we had to go to London and took a beating. Beat us again in the Super Bowl with Sean McVay when he first got there. Beat us 17-3 when we only scored three points, but we had the number one offense in the league. Todd Gurdy couldn't do nothing, and Brandon Cook dropped two touchdown passes from Jerry Goff. This ultimately led to us getting Matthew Stafford, because that was the beginning of it, and then last, then the season after we were halfway when we got destroyed by Green Bay at Lambeau Field, which led to us getting Matthew Stafford, and we saw the results. Can we make it four in a row of beating Brady in the bus? Three of them being in Tampa. Oof. I don't know. I don't know. Are they healthy at this point? Is Julio still playing? How does that old line look? Cause they did lose they they starting center for for a significant amount. I don't, I don't think it's a whole full season, but they did lose their center, so that's gonna be something to look at. How does the defense look? Are they healthy coming off an injury season last year? Is I'm interested in saying, cause I'm gonna be honest. If the Bucks are fully healthy, ready to go rock and roll, yeah, it's a tough out. With Brady, Brady threw for over 5,000 yards, I mean, and, oh, and damn near 50 touchdowns. I mean, it's still Tom Brady, and I hate saying it. And if that defense is fully healthy, they, you damn, you already know you can't run on them. That's for damn sure. So they gonna make you one dimension. If they secondary is healthy, they secondary don't make any easy for you. And that linebacking core don't make any easy for you. So to be, mm, do I want to be on the safe side or do I want to say Bobby? I don't care. Mm. Do I flip a coin on this one? I don't know. We have owned the bus, but every street does come to an end at San Francisco. Just throwing that out there. Probably the reason why I think they're going to build us in week four. All streets do are come to an end. Brady's last chance at the Rams, most likely, to right the wrong that took place in the division around. I'm going to get Brady. I know y'all gonna get on me about it, cause it, but I'ma get Brady this one. I'ma get Brady this one. I don't think Brady loses another one to the Rams. Man, I ain't gonna say he No, I don't think Brady's gonna lose four in a row to the Rams. I don't think he wants that, cause I don't think he has ever lost to a team four in a row. That would be unprecedented for Brady to lose to a team four times in a row. Four times in a row. Okay, the Orleans, the Orleans have been kicking their ass, and then they got him in the playoffs. And the ones that still own them in the regular season just like saying Frank did this. But I don't think Brady's trying to lose to us. This go around, 
back in Tampa. So I'm gonna get that Tampa. So after that, I got us going three and one in these four games straight. That puts us at six and two on the year. Not bad. Six and two on the year should be probably number one in the number one in the uh, NFC, if not in the NFL. Depending on how Green Bay is looking, and Buffalo and Kansas City. Well, that tight AFC West is just ridiculous. Mind if I don't, we haven't played a team in that division yet. We won't get to them. We won't get to that vision until late in November, week 12, when we got to go to Kansas City. Which is part of next episode. Which I'm going to give you a preview. Which in that episode, we'll be talking about five games. We're going from week 10 to week 14. And in that stretch, we have two divisional games, two LC West games, and a trip to New Orleans. And that would be the stretch. Well, things really, I mean, really start getting interesting for the Rams. But until then, Rams 6 and 2, beat the Cowboys per usual. Gonna beat Carolina per we should. We're gonna split with the San Francisco 49ers. They beat us in week 4. We'll beat them in week 8. And then we're gonna go with the Tampa. We might suffer a three point loss to Tampa. 6 and 2 on the year. Feeling pretty good where we at. As we continue to see how the Rams can repeat as Super Bowl champions, something that hasn't been done since 03 and 04 by the New England Patriots, aka Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But until then, until next, until next week when we get into a five-game slate to get into, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Remember, Houston Rams preseason game number two tomorrow at SoFi Stadium, 10 o'clock. We'll be live on the NFL Network channel. Just the playmaker signing out. Catch y'all later. Thank you for listening to your new episode of Ramley Talk. And if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and whatever else that you listen to Ramley Talk on. And for those of you who are iTunes and Apple Podcasts lovers, Leave us a rate and review on those, and we'll gladly know how we're doing. Until next time, Donald Pegamaker signing off.